Yale and the University of Southern California are being investigated by the Department of Education for discrimination against men. And this started after a student complained that if women are the majority of universities and the majority of those who earn degrees, then programs that benefit women are discriminatory against the minority who are men. This is interesting because these programs were created to encourage women to go to college, but it would seem that they succeeded and women are now the majority. So is this the turning point? Are we now going to see social justice advocates side with men who are the minority? Or do you think this is actually going to be more tribal? And if this initiative succeeds and universities do implement programs to get more men involved, what does that say about racial inequality and social justice activists focused on race? Before we get started, make sure you head over to patreon.com forward slash TimCast and click become a patron. There are many different tiers to choose from, most notably at tier one. You get access to behind the scenes photos and videos and bonus commentary when available. So please consider becoming a patron to help support my work today. From the Hill, Education Department probing whether Yale discriminates against men. The Education Department is investigating whether Yale University discriminates against men by offering specific programs and scholarships for women. Inside Higher Ed reported Monday that the department launched the probe last month after a student who is not affiliated with the university filed a Title IX complaint. Kurznet Christoph Pagaz, a doctoral student at the University of Southern California, claims that women are no longer a minority in higher education and therefore Yale's programs that specifically benefit women violate federal gender discrimination law. Federal data shows that women make up 49% of undergraduates at Yale nationally. More than 56% of college students were women as of last fall, according to Inside Higher Ed. Pegasus' complaint initially included Yale's Women's Center and its Department of Women's, Genders, and Sexuality Studies, but the department will not investigate them because they are not exclusive to women. According to Inside Higher Ed, in an email, Pegasus wrote that he filed the complaint and a similar one against his own institution because of civil rights advocacy, though he described his campaign in his email as a disinterested pursuit. He has considered filing complaint against Harvard University, but settled on Yale with the goal of creating some sort of precedent. Women are an ever-increasing majority in colleges, Pekka said via email. Male students are far more likely to drop out. Also, younger men are making less money than women, despite working in more hazardous jobs. His latter statement is at least partly inaccurate. A 2016 report from the Census Bureau revealed that despite significant strides by women, the median pay of young women is still $11,000 lower than that of young men. Now I'm going to stop right here to make a point about this article and what they've claimed. It seems that you've got two different issues. Pegas is saying that younger men are making less money working in more hazardous jobs, but Inside Higher Ed attempts to refute that claim by making a statement about all women across the board. These are two different issues, and I'm not looking to get into the gender wage debate or anything like that. We'll come to that in a second. The Independent Women's Forum also covered the story, and they said some interesting things. My second reaction, Mr. Pegas might actually have a point. It is at least worth looking into, and if nothing else, his complaint puts claims still popular on the left that women are almost always victims of discrimination in a different light. For example, you may have heard that women slightly outnumber men on college campuses. Slightly? The Wall Street Journal reports. Men make up 42% of undergraduate college students nationwide, according to the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center, and have been in fairly steady decline since falling into the minority around 1980. The growing gender gap is due in part to rising college-going rates among women and by economic recoveries boosting male-dominated sectors like construction and manufacturing, which draw men away from school. We can even look to Stanford and go back as far as May 28, 2013, where they have a post, 
women earn more degrees than men, and the gaps keep increasing. Keep in mind, this was five years ago. According to data from the Department of Education on college degrees by gender, the U.S. college degree gap favoring women started back in 1978, when for the first time ever more women than men earned associate's degrees. Five years later, in 1982, women earned more bachelor's degrees than men for the first time, and women have increased their share of bachelor's degrees in every year since then. In another five years, by 1987, women earned the majority of master's degrees for the first time. Finally, within another decade, more women than men earned doctor's degrees by 2006, and female domination of college degrees at every level was complete. For the current graduating class of 2013, the Department of Education estimates that women will earn 61.6% of all associate's degrees this year, 56.7% of all bachelor's degrees, 59.9% of all master's degrees, and 51.6% of all doctor's degrees. Overall, 140 women will graduate with a college degree at some level this year for every 100 men. That article is five years old, and the gender gap in college continues to increase. So maybe Mr. Pekos does have a point that if universities keep creating programs to benefit women, men are going to get left behind. And if the true goal is to bring about equality in universities, they need to do something to stop this shift where men are no longer going to school, and they need to find a way to bring these levels back to normal. Now, the gender wage gap is an interesting aspect in this dynamic, because if women are earning more degrees, you'd expect them to be earning more money. But that isn't the case when you compare full-time work to full-time work. Now, the gender wage gap is very complicated. When you compare job type to job type, the gender wage gap almost entirely disappears, but there still is a wage gap in favor of men by three to 5% by a bunch of different standards. Now, let me say this, it's an extremely complicated issue, but for the most part, it is believed that the gender wage gap, when you compare apples to apples, like the same job, like a male teacher versus a female teacher, men are going to get paid slightly more simply because they're more likely to negotiate. However, across the board for full-time work, men still earn more than women. According to Statista, women still earn less than men, with older women earning a lot less. So why is it that when you compare full-time work to full-time work, that women are getting paid less? Now, I want to keep this in the context of college because there are arguments to be made about negotiation and there are arguments to be made about working more hours, even if you are full-time. One of the issues is that even though women filled 47% of all jobs in 2015, they held only 24% of STEM jobs. And if you're not familiar with what STEM means, it is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. These tend to be the jobs that pay a whole lot right now, for whatever reason. People working in the tech industry and science and math make more money than those who have liberal arts degrees or are teachers, for instance. And there's a simple reason for this. Hopping over to Quora so you can hear it from someone else other than me, they asked, why do STEM jobs pay more than liberal arts degrees? One of the answers says, if 50,000 nurses are needed and 100,000 qualified people want to be nurses, wages are likely to go down because of most of the extra people are willing to accept a lower wage in exchange for a job they enjoy they're certainly not going to go up. If 50,000 bomb technicians are needed, but only 35,000 qualified people want to be bomb techs, employers are forced to offer higher wages to entice people into wanting to work as bomb techs. Wages most certainly aren't going down. Now, I want to point out that some jobs are just more valuable than others. People have to pay more for jobs that are harder to do or that require significant training. If someone goes to college and spends a ton of money to get a specific degree so they can work in a certain field, you've got to pay them enough so that it's worth going to college to do. This issue is absurdly complicated, and I'm not an economist. But what I will say is if majority of women aren't working in STEM, 
then there are female dominated fields, which probably are facing some kind of market saturation or just might be valued less by society. So when you compare the hard numbers of full-time work to full-time work, men make more. Again, I want to reiterate, when you compare job type to job type, the gender wage gap almost entirely disappears, except for what is considered to be the result of negotiating tendencies among men. So let's be rational about this. Mr. Pekos does have a point about women in universities, and universities probably need to create programs to bring more men into schools. At the same time, by that same logic, if he does want to uphold an identity politics standard, then women need some kind of program to get them into STEM. So it's not one for one. You could say that universities discriminate in some places, but don't in others, and that they should encourage women into STEM, but need to encourage men to come to college in general. And this is why identity politics can become dangerous, because you want to advocate for benefits for your tribe. But what happens when your tribe wins? Your own logic will be used against you. And if you want to argue that there is a patriarchy and that men hold all this power and you need programs for women, what do you do once women actually come out on top and dominate that field? Well, by your own argument, you need to create programs for men. But let's step outside of all of this college nonsense for a second and talk about, in my opinion, the real problem. The real problem is that people are going to college expecting they're going to get a good job. They're taking out massive student loans, then finding out there isn't work for them. They have to take low-paying jobs because of market saturation and competition, but they need more money to pay off their loans, and it creates a huge problem. What we need are entrepreneurs. We need people who are willing to say, maybe college isn't the right thing, and you should just work as much as you can, wherever you can, save up money, and then start your own business. If all we ever have are people expecting to work for someone else, then eventually there won't be any jobs because you need someone to work for. In which case, we need people who are willing to work at someone's company, and we need people who are willing to start these companies. But now I want to introduce a new segment I'm going to be doing in my videos where I'm going to poll you guys in the community section of my YouTube channel. And today, as I was editing, I asked, do you think colleges and universities discriminate against men? 542 people voted, 77% said yes, 5% said no, and 18% were unsure. Shadow027 said yes, man here, I was discriminated at university, 2 to 1 women to men at my private university. Dustinigus S said yes, the entire legal and social structure discriminates against men. Adam Davison said unsure, I think it may depend on exactly what you mean. There is some stuff to point towards current educational systems being designed in a way that results in women being more successful on average than men. But then you have schools needing to inflate their male population relative to their own standards. They don't want worse than a 60-40% man-woman split to avoid decreased female and male applications. And Rye North says, yes, as universities push victimhood agendas and say that white, straight, cis, and male cannot be victims or worse, are racist, sexist, transphobic, homophobic by default, men who have actually known struggle against risk factors that can lead them to a lower path will not side with universities. A return to fact is needed. He goes on to say, potentially misread the question, but if 50% of the population is considered a minority, then yes, it is discriminatory to males. So again, I'm going to try and do this in every video and incorporate your responses, but still, comment below and let me know what you think. Are universities discriminating against men, and do we need affirmative action for men to get enrollment numbers up? It's an interesting argument because this guy's essentially on the side of identity politics, saying that if you're going to benefit women, 
then once women are on top, you now have to do the same for men. So comment below and we'll keep the conversation going. You can stay tuned. New videos on my channel every day at 4 p.m. And you can follow me on Twitter at TimCast. Thank you all so much for hanging out and I will see you all tomorrow.